This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, you, driving uh, all politely over there in traffic. Stop it! You are part of the problem. Why am I yelling? You'll find out in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and welcome to the second hour of the greatest show on the radio from noon to three anyway on my talk 1071 i'm bradley trainer that's holly roberts and if you are being polite in traffic frankly you are part of the problem and you don't have to take our word for it in fact that's what science says politeness is causing traffic jams and it's actually um it's just an opportunity to complain about all you biatches who don't know how to zipper merge right holly i mean look yeah, you guys are being too polite. Everyone's being too polite. And according to many experts about driving, it's that politeness that is making traffic worse, specifically in the zipper merge. Now, this is always a point of contention here, and people love to talk about the zipper merge and the fact that nobody follows yeah, the zipper merge rules. Because, yeah, which is weird because then you get the people who say that they know how to zipper merge, but I've been driving on the road. You don't. You don't. You don't. And you don't. If I there is not, and you said this happens to you every day. I I firmly and wholeheartedly sign off on and agree with that statement for my own self because not a day goes by, especially in the age of the mega traffic experience, uh, construction experience that we are currently living under. Mm-hmm. There there are so many zipper merge opportunities happening, usually because lanes have been. Uh, Reduced. Reduced so that you will find yourself having to zipper merge, I would say, at least once, if not more, every day. Yeah. And it just becomes that much more maddening when people don't know how to zipper merge. Now, can we explain for the three people who've not heard an explanation of zipper merge? Mm-hmm. I want everyone to take a look at their pants. <laughs> look okay. down at your pants. Look down at your pants. Does your uh, pant have a zipper on it? I want you to pull the zipper down. Okay, be very. If you're at work right now, I want you to be very careful. I want just make sure your boss isn't watching or your coworkers. But you pull the zipper hey, Bob, down. Why, right? why is your zipper down? <laughs> I'm learning how to zipper merge. I'm learning how to be a better Please driver. Don't do that on your own. Please do that on your own time. Thank you. No. Okay. So, so to your point, your zipper's down, right? Okay. We're still with this exercise. Mm-hmm. The zipper is down. Now, look at the teeth of the zipper and slowly zip your pants back up. Okay. That is what traffic should look like in a zipper merge. And each of the teeth on your zipper represents a car. So that means that each zipper can only go up one little zipper tooth at a time. Meaning one car at a time. Meaning one car at a time. So traffic should look like your pants. But it doesn't. One car, another car, one car, another car. And it's usually two lanes that are uh, combining into one. Yeah. Very often. And so, uh, and there are, that means 
fill the two lanes with traffic. Yeah. Fill the two lanes with cars. Right. And then one by one, beep boop 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 boop. The problem is. The problem and, is, is that when I drive to work every day, instead of looking like a nice clean zipper zipping up, it looks like somebody got their swan stuck in it <laughs> because there are cars who don't know how to merge correctly and it bunches it up and it's just as painful, to be honest. Well, typically what happens is, again, you have two lanes going into one. The problem is everybody sees that that's going to happen and so they try to preempt it by all getting into one lane. The right. problem with that is you are now doubling the amount of traffic in one lane while freeing up an entire lane full of traffic and uh, that that slows everything down versus filling up two lanes of traffic and one by one expeditiously continuing, you know, the, the flow of traffic. Now, here's the other thing. I didn't even think of this. So we talked about how at the top of this segment, by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about zipper merging because you all don't know how to do it. You're being too nice. And they say politeness is killing traffic mm-hmm. or causing traffic jams because and I hadn't thought of it this way. They say in the piece, we all learned in kindergarten not to cut in line. And there are lots of people who think zipper merging is cutting in line. So, which makes total sense because I cannot tell you how many times, because I zipper merge all the time. Mm -hmm. And usually I get where I'm going a lot faster than a bunch of other yahoos who are all sitting in one lane slowly. And then they get angry because they're behind at the end of the line and they see me going up to the front of the line and what they think is cutting when if everybody was following directions and zipper merging the way it's meant to be done, it wouldn't seem that way. Exactly. Because it would just be the regular flow of traffic. You would have cars on each side, you know, moving slowly but surely one after another. Going smoothly But I hadn't like thought about it like, oh, the, the frustration comes from people thinking that other people are getting ahead of them and it's unfair. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've been honked at. I actually had my car damaged on one side because somebody didn't let me, a, a person in a Lexus did not let me merge and scraped the side of my car oh. and then kept driving. So basically a hit and run because they couldn't accept the fact that I was zipper merging. I want to free everyone of their politeness by giving you the stat that zipper merging can reduce delays up to 40%. So that's from the Colorado Department of Transportation. So people, you're not getting cheated on anything. In fact, you are doing a public service and you are helping people when you zipper merge. And basically kindergarten was a lie. <laughs> And no. it's caused bad habits in you. So we we actually came up with a plan. Can mm-hmm. we can we try this out? Yeah, because I you know we uh, the the state of Minnesota I think back in like 2011 did a campaign to teach people how to zipper merge. Did they did? Apparently that failed uh, miserably. Nope. So we have decided to come up with our own way to convince people to zipper merge, and that's to set it to music. And we picked a delightful song. I think. Um, to do this, should we try it out on people? This is gonna go viral, mm-hmm. and then everyone's gonna figure out how to zipper merge. Totally. Okay, let's do it. Hopefully, people will figure this out. And if you need, I to- actually have gone so far as Holly, and I'm not even yeah. kidding you when I tell you about zipper merging that I have thought to myself, I want to print something out on a like a piece of vinyl that just says zipper merge, so that I can hold it out of my window the next time I get honked uh, at by somebody who's like frustrated that I got ahead of them in traffic. Yeah. Like just zipper merge or something, some visual, some, you know, 
some statement I can make. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to give them that <laughs> statement because I don't want to die. Or if you just need a reminder on how a zipper works, just zip down your pants. Yeah. And then zip them back up. Please. Please. Be very careful when you do that. Okay. When we come back uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we go from zipper merging to, oh, this is a sad story. Well, there's a sad story and then um, there's a fascinating story. Two celebrities um, in headlines that we want to share with you. Well, we've got some sad celebrity news and some celebrity what? News to share with you here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll do that in just a moment. Here on My Talk 1071, I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. Colleen will be back with us on Monday. Okay, we need to talk about Valerie Harper. It's been a, a long story, sadly, but um, we have a development. It's it's sadly, I don't think, a good one, Holly. You'll remember that Valerie Harper uh, was facing um, some increasingly bad medical um, conditions. Yeah. So she's battled cancer. And, and in fact, we didn't think originally that she was going to be with us very long after her medical diagnosis was made public a few years back. Right. But she rallied and the treatment seemed to be working. And, um, well, unfortunately, at this point, and I think it was last week that we talked about uh, her manager setting up a GoFundMe on behalf of Valerie and her husband yeah. for medical costs, which was just really sad. Yeah. Because you'd, you'd expect that a star wouldn't have to face this towards the end of her life. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we left it off, that that GoFundMe page was live and active and open to receive donations for Valerie Harper's cancer treatment. So we've got... An update today, I think, about Valerie Harper, right? Yeah, so this came directly from Tony Cacciotti, who is her husband, through her manager, Deanna. Um, And here, I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, this is a message from Tony. I've been told by doctors to put Val in hospice care, and I can't because of our 40 years of shared commitment to each other. And I won't because of the amazing good deeds she has graced us with while she's been here on Earth. We will continue going forward as long as the powers above allow us. I will do my very best in making Val as comfortable as possible. There are two special angels on this planet masquerading as humans who live and work together that have made it possible to have all of Val's needs taken care of. For those of you who have been in this position, you will totally understand that it's hard to let go. So as long as I'm able and capable, I'll be where... Uh, I belong right beside her. Many, many thanks for your outpouring of kindness and support, Tony. Oh, that just makes me so sad. It gets me right in the emotional areas. Um, Now, I am fascinated by this piece of that statement. There are two special angels on this planet masquerading as humans who live and work together that have made it possible to have all of Val's needs taken care of. So I wonder if after the news came out last week about how she wasn't able to afford her medical care, mm-hmm. if somebody stepped forward and obviously a couple yeah. stepped forward. Could very well be so the I case. I wonder if that's, that's what that refers to. Yeah. Yeah. A, a tough situation for anyone to go through and oh, feel for Valley Harper and her partner and her friends and her family. In all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you, I am, um, and I, you know, I've said it a lot, but I had the chance to interview her back in the day and she was truly, you know, you say this, like everybody's like, oh, they're a wonderful person. No, she really was a wonderful person, at least in a very small interaction that I had with her. She, most celebrities, you know, they go through those sort of perfunctory greetings when you, you know, interview them, but she was a very just genuinely nice person. And so was her husband, to be fair. Um, Cause I communicated with him a couple times and he was just very nice too. I mean, I wasn't anybody. Damn. Um, and it's just nice to know 
that there are celebrities like that who are out there. And so I've always felt close to her, mostly because I was obsessed with her, her work on TV. Um, you know, in my childhood, Valerie's family, which then became the Hogan family, the Hogan family, um, with that Trisket lady. <laughs> Sandy Duncan. Sandy Wasn't Duncan. she a Wheaton lady? Wheaton, not Trisket, sorry. Some kind of cracker. <laughs> that cracker. That, that cracker That lady. cracker took Valerie's job <laughs> when Valerie... Uh, well, and then, of course, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And... And Rhoda. And Rhoda, which, by the way, if you've not watched Rhoda, I have... Um, I think I still have them all on DVD. It's It literally is just a delightful taste of the 1970s in sitcom form when she goes back to... Uh, New York after being in the Twin Cities with uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. And then her sister, Brenda. Brenda is um, played by the uh, cat. What's Cavett? Uh, the woman who does Marge Simpson. Julie Kavner. Julie Kavner. So Julie Kavner plays her sister, Brenda, in that series. Oh. And the guy who played Carlton the Doorman is a very famous voice actor. The guy who did um, Garfield. Oh, um, Lorenzo Music. Yeah, Lorenzo Music. Woo, pulled that one out of thin See? air. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to remember the guy who plays uh, her husband. It doesn't matter. But, oh, oh, here's another one for you because we're just pulling out fond Hollywood memories. Um, her mother, uh, Ida Morgenstern, is played by... Uh, a wonderful character actress who went on to play Sophia's sister in the Golden Girls. Oh, come on, Brad. You have to know this. It's a Golden Girls trivia thing. I know, but I can't remember her name. You know, I have bad recall. I'm sorry. I don't have the recall for you this okay, time. So I pulled Garfield out of my behind. Ida Morgenstern <laughs> played by none other. Oh, Nancy Walker. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nancy Walker. Well, So Valerie Harper, a true television legend and it's we have so many memories with valerie harper so it's it's just pulls at the heartstrings to know that her family is in pain right now and we just wish valerie wish them all all the the best. best so you were talking about bradley how the hogan family what was it called before it became the hogan family Valerie's, Valerie's family. Valerie's family. So you had fond memories of that family sitcom. Well, one family sitcom that I used to watch a lot back in the day was Home Improvement in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And we've got a star from that show who is coming out of his shell. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Where the Jonathan heck? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What's he up to? Where the heck has JTT been? One of the hottest teen stars of the 90s. The voice of young Simba in the original Lion King. Star of... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
bedroom posters around the great United States. Well, he basically is like dropped off the planet. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in headlines today because he wants to be a union representative. A union representative, like a like an entertainment union. Yeah, like SAG AFTRA. Apparently, oh, he's okay. on their board, and he wants to be on their board again. And Page Six is reporting that Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Ed Asner, and Elliot Gould want to be on the national board of SAG AFTRA again. So it was like. What the heck has JTT been doing? He's one of those lost celebrities where it's like he was so hot, so incredibly hot in the 90s. And then he basically dropped off the planet. He's been, you know, doing a couple of TV things here and there. But otherwise, we do not hear from him at all. What's interesting about that is, oh, gosh, what was her name? Andrea Zuckerman. Wasn't she like like a... A SAG after person. I feel totally. like she had some role in that. So it's just it's just funny because a lot of times it's people you don't expect. Yeah, I think that she was the president of SAG after at one point. Well, so was Melissa Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie. So it's fascinating. It's just like that is a name, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, Gabrielle Carteris is the girl who plays the woman who played Andrea Zuckerman. Okay, I thought that was her real name. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's where the line between <laughs> I reality up and, I was like, what? and fantasy go. But it was just like, wow, that is really nice to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas's name in headlines this afternoon for a very bizarre reason. He doesn't have anything on his IMDb past 2015. So he's just busy, you know. Well, doing, good luck to him. I ha- when does he find out if he wins? I have it's n- like an election? I think so. He needs the vote. So if you're in SAG and you want to be rep by JTT, go and put your vote in. Carteris became the executive VP of SAG after following the Screen Actors Guild and American Federal Federation of TV and Radio Artists merger in 2012. Whew. That's a lot. She's up to some good stuff. All right. Also a comeback. All right. It's a gorgeous day out there. Get out and enjoy it at some point. While you can. While you can, because worse. Did you just burp? No, I just uh, Oh, I <laughs> burping off mic. I mean, Bradley, I'm a you. broadcasting professional. Oh, yes. Most You're so above it. Time. So above it. Speaking of D-bags. <gasps> Not Presenting you, not, no, Lord no, and not Lady you. Douchebag of the day. <laughs> I just don't even know what uh, to do with what just happened fake here. Surprise and outrage. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you should have for some of our D bags today. D bags, celebrities behaving badly. Um, Forever 21. Forever 21. So Forever 21 is not a celebrity, but they're uh, worthy of D-bag status today. You know that lovable store that you go into? and uh, I mean, I don't because I'm not Forever 21. Yeah. I'm Forever 82. I have aged out of Forever 21, and now when I go in there, I can't even like pull the pants <laughs> past my knees because it's I am not Forever 21, and it's very obvious every time I look in the mirror. But why, Bradley? Is fast fashion chain Forever 21 your D-bag of the day? Well, mm, um, apparently they were fat shaming people with (laughs) diet bars. What? So when I saw the story, and by now hopefully many of you have actually seen it, and it begs telling in full, and we will. But um, essentially, essentially, uh, Forever 21 was sending out Atkins bars with some of their orders for online clothing. So people, you know, ordered stuff on Forever 21. Yeah, and then they, And then they found there was a free snack. Unfortunately, that free snack was in Atkins Bar, which 
of the snacks that someone could put in a box that I would get excited about, I don't know that an Atkins bar would be something I'd be excited about. And many people rightly wondered, is this some kind of message you're sending me? Imagine this, Holly. Let's say you're, I don't know, a size XXL. Yeah. And you get a size of XXL pants. And maybe, like most of us, an XXL is actually just a large because sizes are screwy. Sizes are arbitrary anyways. They don't mean anything. And maybe you were feeling a little inflated that day because of, I don't know, a burger last night. And you open up your box and you see an Atkins bar. Do you maybe not understand how people would perhaps react negatively to that experience? So bad. So this one was tweeted, I went from a size 24 to an 18, still a plus size girl. So I ordered jeans from Forever 21. I opened the package. When I looked inside, I see an Atkins bar. What are you trying to tell me, Forever 21? I'm fat, lose weight. Do you give these to non-plus size women as well? Well, the truth is, they say... That they do, they did give it to everybody. This wasn't just for people of a particular size. And in fact, what they said in a statement was, quote, from time to time, Forever 21 surprises customers with free test products from third parties in their e-commerce orders. Now, any stranger or any uh, not stranger to online ordering knows this. Right. Because I, you have probably received products before where you got like a little free sample of something. Yeah. But you can see... Why maybe an Atkins bar or just a diet bar in general is not a good thing to put in people's clothing orders? It just hands down, period, no. And also, ish. Like, no, I don't want to eat that bar anyways. And then, yeah, you're totally right, Brad. The message that it puts out there in any kind of clothing order, here, maybe next time, you know, you might want to eat that Atkins bar. I mean, if you put a Snickers in there, I'd be like, yeah, power to the people. Now, I will say that um, a Snickers bar and an Atkins bar are probably not that far apart because the truth about diet bars is very often they're just basically candy bars with some whey protein thrown in Yep, for good measure. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so healthy, you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it tastes like a candy bar, it is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Looks yeah. like a duck, walks like a duck quacks like a duck raises your insulin levels like a duck it's a candy bar Check so your sugars, on, your sugars on your protein bar if you want to give me sugars kids <laughs> well yeah just get an old-fashioned candy bar yeah just do that this would I, I don't know i just i feel like this would be like if you were ordering um oh gosh what i can't think of a good analogy for this like what else do you order online uh other than clothes well, it's like, you know, ordering some shoes and then they give you athlete's foot spray. <laughs> yes, like, it's like, you got to fuck me to no. my feet smell. What was the thing? What's the what's the thing with the the weird um, mucusy things that live what? underneath your toes? What? You remember ew, that? Ew, <laughs> ew, what? Don't you remember those commercials with like the weird things that would live in between your toenails? It's like you would get that. In your order of shoe, implying that you got some nasty, crusty feet. Yeah. Then you might want to take care of those. I'm still confused about the mucusy things that live under my feet. I don't even want to begin to. There is a commercial for some... Is it like toe jam or toe fungus or something? For a weird toe commercial, like a a toe condition. And there are these little animated things. Like for absorbing junior or something? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And it's like Mucinex too. Remember when they if had there was like an the- absorbing junior? Was there an absorbing senior? Now I'm really off topic. Sorry, I just have always wondered. 
Right. Like, if there is a junior, that implies that there was a bigger, larger senior version. And what happened to Absorbing Senior? That's a good podcast <laughs> episode that I'm we sorry. don't have time to produce here. Anyway, um, uh, next time you're a clothing just, company and you want to give people free samples, just just you could have thought that one all the way through. I have a feeling that Forever 21 wasn't thinking about anything at all. No, they were just thinking like, oh, we've got these free bars. Sure, plop them in there. Yeah, I mean, you know we're going to plop I, a free bar look, because we I didn't eat spend that bar. I might, I might be like, gosh, forever 21 is kind of rude, but I'll eat your dumb bar. Yeah. That's one of those things where you'll be thankful for, t- for, for forever 21. <laughs> when you see it at the bottom of your backpack and you're really hungry and you're borderline hangry, yeah. but then you remember it and you look at the expiration date. It might be like a month past, it's but a it's, it's a little powdery, might be kind of <laughs> hard, but you're thankful for it anyways. Yeah. All right, who's your D-bag? My D-bag? It's just like the whole situation is D-bagging. <laughs> the whole situation? The, the whole situation. Well, like the world? No, no, not the, well, that's for another time. Okay. And it's not even Mike the Situation Sorrentino from Jersey Shore, who is currently serving time in prison for tax evasion. No, it's this whole R. Kelly crisis manager resigning situation. So tell me about this. So this happened... Uh, Daryl Johnson was doing an interview on CBS this morning on Monday and Gail King was doing the interview. Naturally, she's a star of that show. And she said, quote, you have a 20 something year old daughter. Would you allow her to be alone with R. Kelly, his client, mm-hmm. because he serves Daryl Johnson or did as R. Kelly's crisis manager? And that's when he said, absolutely not. I wouldn't leave my daughter with anybody that's accused of pedophilia, period. So he was telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a result of telling the truth, Daryl Johnson has now stepped down as R. Kelly's crisis manager for, quote, personal reasons. Like, did he not think that all the way through? Or was this like a plan? Like, I'm just going to drop this bomb on live TV and like drop the mic and walk out. You would think that, you know, Bradley, I didn't even think about it from that perspective where this guy, Gerald Johnson, is like, look, I need to separate myself from R. Kelly because me as a crisis manager, I can't even manage this crisis that is R. Kelly. Like this guy is so gross and so nasty that I can't even lie for this guy anymore. So I'm just going to nuke the whole thing on live national TV so that I can walk away. Like, yeah, I mean, even, I guess that does a great job for your next job, right? Like, uh, yeah, you look like you have you're standing up for your principles, although. But were you, though? I don't know. By, rep, by working with no. R. Kelly, were you were you standing up for your principles there? That's why I say the whole situation is just D it's fraught it's d-baggy it's nasty it's like that would be one of those things where it's like how could you represent somebody like r kelly in the crisis management situation like i understand being i can even in like the law the lawyer way like being a defense attorney for r kelly in as much as it's like you're not there for r kelly you're there to be a part of our criminal justice system and make yeah, sure that it's you, you serve a purpose. You're serving a function in a, a larger higher, context. You're serving something higher than yeah. Kelly's grossness. Exactly. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, gosh, how could you be a defense lawyer for X, Y and Z? But it's like, well, I'm actually part of this bigger picture thing. I mean, I would like to think that these people think in that higher way. Yeah, you, I want to think that way.
It's good to think that way. Thank you. Somebody needs to. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, what the creepy thing is, I actually thought of the answer to that question. Like, so if I were his, you know, um, crisis manager, Mm -hmm. I would say, well, whether or not, you know, whether or not I would have my child, like, or I, I would just say, no, I wouldn't have my child in the room, but that's not the issue here. Yeah. Whether or not children should be around R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, now I'm talking it out loud. And I'm like, like, that yeah, doesn't sound no, right. It just sounds D-baggy. <laughs> well, I, I, I give you that, like, being a crisis manager, yeah. you have to be a D-bag, right? Like, right. That's your job. Is to, Isn't but it, But you have to manage it in spite of the grossness. Presumably, that's what makes a very good crisis manager, yeah. is that you're able to talk around. I mean, I kind of feel like there are a lot of these people in, in the world today, and we're all watching them deploy their, you know. Live on TV. Yeah. I think we should go to a break. Yeah. Uh, okay. When we come back, ooh, ooh. Speaking of crisis management, lifetime <laughs> original movies. Lifetime original movies. There's a slew of them, and one of them actually sounds very exciting, and, and it uh, comes on the heels actually of an R. Kelly one. Uh, we'll tell you about that, but also um, one that our good friend Wendy Williams is connected to. Wendy okay. Williams is doing a lifetime movie, and he says like we're going to Tony Romo or Roma. That's ribs. a restaurant? Yeah. Place for ribs. I just wondered if that's what he was really talking about. We'll check. The mystery that will endure. In the meantime, we're going to get to the bottom of the Wendy Williams biopic on Lifetime. What? What? Oh, you're listening to Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. Yes, in fact, Lifetime next year is going to be airing a biopic about... None other than midday radio, or uh, we're the midday radio people. She's the midday TV lady, Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that makes sense, Brad, that Lifetime is going to make orig- an original movie about Wendy Williams because she has had a lot of drama in her life, now I will particularly the past year. So it makes total sense, right? Get it. Here's what we know. The TV host's real life is the stuff of a Lifetime movie, she believes. So she's producing. That is, Wendy Williams herself is producing this movie. Wait a second. What? She's producing. Yeah, she's producing. Wendy (laughs) Williams, her own Uh, Lifetime original movie. What could go wrong? That's not how it works. Also, that is not how it works. Yeah, that's not really how it works, but that is apparently how this particular project is working. And you'll remember, she recently sent uh, her husband and business partner, Kevin Hunter, packing after he got Sharina Hudson pregnant. Then Williams was living in a sober house as she battled various health issues. Apparently, the movie is being made along with Will Packer, who is the, quote, hot producer behind Girls Trip. Do you know anything about Will Packer other than Girls Trip? Uh, he is the hot producer of Girls Trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, she, she's working with Will. And the project is described as uh, this, quote, about her scrappy upstart days in urban radio to the success of her own syndicated talk show. Boomerang writer Lee Davenport will be penning the script. No no word on who's actually going to be playing Wendy Williams in this particular thing. So it sounds like this is actually going to deal mostly with how she got her start. I don't know. I, I, do, do you think she'll be playing herself? No. 
Well, that would be funny because be so that weird. doesn't I don't feel seem like she's the best actress ever, but But that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility for Wendy Williams. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She would want to play a younger version of herself and her scrappy rise to fame to being the daytime diva that she is right now. So she has legitimate people working on this Lifetime original movie. But the problem is is that this movie is not going to be worth watching because Wendy Williams is producing it. That means she gets a say and control in how this movie is going to portray her. And of course, it's what this whole last year, the narrative of Wendy Williams is that we have been getting slivers of truth and slivers of half truth. And we haven't known what to believe with Wendy Williams. And we just I feel like at this point, we're just like, it just seems they, like a, a vanity project. Of course, it's super self-serving. And that's not what Lifetime original movies are. No, although they are technically, generally speaking, kind of crap. That's the joy. They're sort of tabloidian in their uh, in their manifestation, and like execution. Because I think of you know, like they'll pick something like uh, what Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, right. or the cast of Saved by the Bell, yeah. or um, Whitney Houston. Like they pick something that's sort of very drama filled, and then sort of after uh, Saturday, uh, what is it? Or afternoon special. What do we call those things? After school special? After school special, thank you. Yeah. Or Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Remember they used to do them like after the cartoons? Anyway, so that's kind of the impression I get is it's going to be sort of like a, you know, a cartoony version of of Wendy Williams' drama-filled life. And I'm sure there'll be a very, you know, it'll be a climax of personal Ugh. redemption. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the nasty... <laughs> Unauthorized, <laughs> like you just want to see it, like wig askew. <laughs> yes, yeah. but that's the joy of a lifetime original movie is that you know that you're not getting the official version. You're getting the trashy like tabloid. What really happened the day that she passed out dressed as the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, yeah. I want to know. I want that version, and we're not going to be getting that version because I don't think that Wendy Williams. Wants to give up her vanity that easily. So we're going to get something. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to watch the Wendy Williams Lifetime original movie. And then we're going to have to read between the lines of all the things that Wendy Williams left out. Or we're going to have to like figure out like who she likes and who she doesn't like, depending on the portrayal. It's just... I want trash, Brad. Yeah, and we're not. No, and we're we're going to get trash, but not the kind of trash that I want. Um, there is plenty of other trash coming along down the <laughs> pike on Lifetime anyway, because in addition to uh, the Wendy Williams special, we're also going to be getting a surviving Jeffrey Epstein um, and a follow up to surviving R. Kelly. Well, that was that was the name of that series, right? Surviving yeah. R. Kelly, the aftermath. Well, yeah. that's good news, because remember the docuseries Surviving R. Kelly was the inspiration for a federal agent to go back and reinvestigate R. Kelly. And that investigation resulted in R. Kelly's arrest. And that's the reason that he's in jail right now. So 
This whole Jeffrey Epstein case, now, when you were gone, Brad, when you were doing your tour of duty on the morning show, Colleen and I talked about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit, in as much as, like, this is a case that you want to watch out for, because this is about abuse of power, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, if they can do with Jeffrey Epstein what they did with R. Kelly and give Epstein's victims a platform to speak and maybe it will result in some real traction and action and change in this case, then that's a really good thing. It's a powerful thing. It is a very powerful thing. And TV has has shown itself to be more than just a device for entertainment. It can be a vehicle for, you know, substantive um, action. Right. Um, some legal. Um, I was also going to say that in addition to the surviving Jeffrey Epstein series that Lifetime is working on, there's also going to be um, a Nexium movie, a movie based on the sex cult Nexium, which, by the way, there's a great podcast called Uncover Surviving Nexium. It's the first season of the Uncover podcast series. Uncover does all sorts of different topics, but which are great, by the way. But the first season deals with uh, this woman who left Nexium, and you just learn so much about Nexium, the sex cult, and the actual just cult itself, and it's just beyond fascinating. So I'm excited to see that they're working on a um, a Nexium movie as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I think yesterday they said that they're putting on the fast track their college admission scandals lifetime oh, yeah. original movie yes. we haven't talked about the college admission scandal in quite some time i feel like that's kind of been lying low but of course that's the whole thing with felicity huffman and Lori laughlin most famously that they used a system of bribery in order to get their kids into elite colleges now this is the trashy movie that i want to see I want to see the trashy depictions of, of Lori Laughlin yeah. <laughs> walking around Beverly Hills in her weird hat and yoga mat and all the weird things and nefarious things that she did like in order to get... Like people in a car, like, I don't know, my daughter, I'm trying to get her into college. Yeah, she's, a YouTube, she's a YouTube influencer. She's kind of dumb, though. We yeah. can't actually get her to do it on her own, so no. we need some help. So I mean, you could, just, yeah, you could yeah. just write it. Now, that's going to be deliciously trashy, and that movie has been fast-tracked to debut sometime in the fall of just in time for back to school season it's the college admission scandal movie i look forward to that um and on twitter we got did you just question wendy williams extraordinary acting abilities you need to go back to that statue of liberty passing out scene amazing sorry funny not funny but true (laughs) yeah no you're right i actually would tune in to watch wendy williams play herself yeah. Um, and I here's the other thing is I don't want to take anything away from Wendy Williams because I think she has had a very successful career and oh. what she's been able to do, especially for any woman, especially for any woman who's been able to be successful in radio. Right. I mean, that's a huge thing at the time that she did. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot to be praised. The fact that she's doing it. I don't know. See, that's the thing is that we want, again, our Lifetime original movies to be trashy, unauthorized and trashy. Yeah. And Either I want it to be real yep. or I want it to be Mommy yeah. Dearest. We want and it to she's be... <laughs> not going to produce Mommy Dearest. No. Yeah. We're not going to get that. And she's certainly not going to produce real. Oh, by the way, Bradley, to solve our mystery from the beginning of the segment, the lyrics for Psycho by Post Malone, he's talking about Tony Romo, the former NFL player, not Tony Roma's, the rib joint. You can see where my head is. My stomach, mostly. Okay, when we come back, the Duggars have a guide to sex. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. 
Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.